you can heal your life chapter 1 what i believe the gateways to wisdom and knowledge are always open life is really very simple what we will give out we get back what we think about ourselves become the truth for us i believe that everyone myself included is responsible for everything in our lives the best and the worst every thought we think is creating our future each one of us creates our experiences by our thoughts and our feelings the thoughts we think and the words we speak create our experiences we create the situations and then we give our power away by blaming the other person for our frustration no person no place and no thing has any power over us for we are the only thinker in our mind when we create peace and harmony and balance in our minds we will find it in our lives which of these statements sounds like you people are out to get me everyone is always helpful each one of these beliefs will create quite different experiences what we believe about ourselves and about life becomes true for us <coughs> the universe totally supports us in every thought we choose to think and believe put another way our subconscious mind accepts whatever we choose to believe they both mean that what i believe about myself and about life becomes true for me what you choose to think about yourself and about life becomes true for you and we have unlimited choices about what we can think when we know this then it makes sense to choose everyone is always helpful rather than people are out to get me the universal power never judges or criticizes us it only accepts us at our own value then it reflects our belief in our lives if i want to believe that life is lonely and nobody loves me then that is what i will find in my world however if i am willing to release that belief and to affirm for myself that love is everywhere and i am loving and lovable and to hold on to that new affirmation and to repeat it often then it will become true for me now loving people will come into my life the people already in my life will become more loving to me and i will find myself easily expressing love to others most of us have foolish ideas about what we are and many many rigid rules about how life ought to be lived <clears throat> This is not to condemn us for each of us is doing the very best we can do at this very moment if we knew better if we had more understanding and awareness then we would do it differently please don't put yourself down for being where you are the very fact that you have found this book and have discovered me means that you are ready to make a new positive change in your life acknowledge yourself for this men don't cry women can't handle money what limiting ideas to live with when we are very little we learn how to feel about ourselves and about life by the reaction of the adults around us it is the way we learn what you what to think about ourselves and about world about our world now if you lived with people who are very unhappy frightened guilty or angry then you learn a lot of negative things about yourself and about your world i never do anything right it's my fault if i get angry i'm a bad person beliefs like this create a frustrating life when we grow up we have a tendency to recreate the emotional environment of our early home life 
This is not good or bad, right or wrong. It is just what we know inside as home. We also tend to in- recreate in our personal relationship the relationship we had with our mothers or with our fathers or what they had between them. Think how often you have had a lover or or a bo- or a boss who was just like your mother or father. We also treat ourselves the way our parents treated us. We scold and punish ourselves in the same way. You can almost hear the words when you listen. We also love and encourage ourselves in the same way. If we were loved and encouraged as children, you never do anything right. It's all your fault. How often have you said this to yourself? You are wonderful. I love you. How often do you tell yourself this? However, I would not blame our parents for this. We are all victims of victims and they could not possibly have taught us anything they did not know. If your mother did not know how to love herself or your father did not know how to love himself, then it would be impossible for them to teach you to love yourself. They were doing the best they could with what uh, they were doing the best they could with what they had been taught as children. If you want to understand your parent more, get them to talk about their own childhood. And if you listen with compassion, you will learn where their fear and rigid patterns come from. Those people who did all that stuff to you were just as frightened and scared as you are. I believe that we choose our parents. Each one of us decides to incarnate upon this planet at a particular point in time and space. We have chosen to come here to learn a particular lesson that will advance us upon our spiritual evolutionary pathway. We choose our sex, our color, our country, and then we look around for the particular set of parents who will mirror the pattern we are bringing into work on this, on in this lifetime. Then when we grow up, we usually point out fingers accusingly at our parents and whimper, you did it to me, but really, we choose them because they were perfect for what they what we wanted to work on overcoming we learn uh, we learn our belief system as very little children and then we move through life creating experiences to match our beliefs look back in your own life and notice how often you have gone through the same experience well i believe you created those experiences over and over because they mirrored something you believed about yourself it doesn't really matter how long we have had a problem or how big it is or how life-threatening it is the point of power is always in the present moment all the events you have experienced in your lifetime up to this moment have been created by your thoughts and beliefs you have held in the past they were created by the thoughts and words you were used yesterday last week last month last year 10 20 30 40 or more years ago depending on how old you are however that is your past it is over and done with. What is important is in this moment is what you are choosing to think and believe and say right now. For these thoughts and words will create your future. Your, your point of power is in the present moment and is forming the experience of tomorrow, next week, next month, next year and so on. You might notice what thought you are thinking at this, po- at this moment. Is it negative or positive? Do you want this thought to be creating your future? Just notice and be aware. The only thing we are ever dealing with is a thought and a thought can be changed. No matter what the problem is, our experience are just outer effect of inner thoughts. Even self-hatred is only hating a thought you have about yourself. 
you have a thought that says i'm a bad person this thought produces a feeling that and you buy into the feeling however if you don't have the thought you won't have the feeling and thoughts can be changed change the thought and feeling must go this is only to show us where we get many of our beliefs but let's not use this information as an excuse to stay stuck in our pain the past has no power over us it doesn't matter how long we have had a negative pattern the point of power is in the present moment what a wonderful thing to realize we can begin to be free in this moment believe it believe it or not we do choose our thoughts we may habitually think the same thought over and over so that it doesn't seem we are choosing the thought but we did make the original choice we can refuse to think certain thoughts look how often you have refused to think a positive thought about yourself well you can also refuse to think a negative thought about yourself it seems to me that everyone on this planet whom i know or have worked with is suffering from self-hatred and guilt to one degree or another the more self-hatred and guilt we have the less our lives work the, the less self-hatred and guilt we have the better our lives work on all levels the innermost belief for everyone i have worked with is always i'm not good enough we often add to that and i don't do uh, we often add to that and i don't do enough or i don't deserve does this sound like you often saying or implying or feeling that you are not good enough but for whom but for whom and according to whose standards if this belief is very strong in you then how can you possibly have created a loving joyous prosperous healthy life somehow your main subconscious belief would always be contradicting it somehow you would never quite get quite get it together somehow you would never quite get it together for something would always be going wrong somewhere i find that resentment criticism guilt and fear cause more problems than anything else these four things cause the major problems in our bodies and in our lives these feelings come from blaming others and not taking responsibility for our, for our own experiences you see if we are all responsible for everything in our life then there is no one to blame whatever is happening out there is only a mirror of our own inner thinking i am not condoning other people's poor behavior but it is our belief that attract people who will treat us that way if you find yourself saying everyone always does such and such to me criticizes me is never there for me uses me like a doormat abuses me then this is your pattern there is some thought in you that attracts people who exhibit this behavior when you no longer think that way they will go elsewhere and do that to somebody else you will no longer attract them following are some results of patterns that manifest on the physical level resentment that is long held can eat away at the body and become the disease we call cancer criticism as a permanent habit can often lead to arthritis in the body guilt always took for punishment 
and punishment creates pain when a client comes to me with a lot of pain i know they are holding a lot of guilt fear and the tension it produces can create things like baldness ulcers and even sore feet i have found that forgiving and releasing resentment will dissolve even cancer while this may sound simplistic i have seen and experienced it working we can change our attitude towards the past the past is over and done we cannot change that now yet we can change our thoughts about the past how foolish for us to punish ourselves in the present moment because someone hurt us in the long ago past i often say to people who have deep resentment patterns please begin to dissolve the resentment now when it is relatively easy don't wait until you are under the threat of a surgeon's knife or on your deathbed when you may have to deal with panic too when we are in a state of panic it is very difficult to focus our mind on the healing works we have to take time out to dissolve the fear first if we choose to believe we are helpless victims and that's all that's all hopeless then the universe will support us in that belief and we will just go down the drain it is vital that we release these foolish outmoded negative ideas and beliefs that do not support us and nourish us even our concept of god needs to be one that is for us not against us to release the past we must be willing to forgive we need to choose to release the past and forgive everyone ourselves included we may not know how to forgive and we may not want to forgive but the very fact that we say we are willing to forgive begins the healing process it is imperative for our own healing that we release the past and forgive everyone i forgive you for not being the way i wanted you to be i forgive you and see and i set you free this affirmation sets us free all this ease comes from a state of unforgiveness whenever we are ill we need to search our hearts to see who it is we need to forgive the course in miracles says that all disease comes from a state of unforgiveness and that whenever we are ill we need to look around to see who it, who it is that we need to forgive i would add to that concept that the very person you find it hardest to forgive is the one you need to let go of the most forgiveness means giving up letting go it has nothing to do with condoning condoning behavior it's just letting the whole thing go we do not have to know how to forgive all we need to do is to be willing to forgive the universe will take care of hows we understand our own pain so well how hard it is for most of us to understand that why that they however whoever they are we need more, we need most to forgive were also in pain we need to understand that they were doing the best they could with the understanding awareness and knowledge they had at that time when people come to me with a problem i don't care what it is poor health lack of money unfilling unfulfilling relationships or stifled creativity there is only one thing i ever work on and that is loving the self i find that when we really love and accept and approve of ourselves exactly as we are then everything in life works it's as if little miracles are everywhere our health improves we attract more money our relationship become more fulfilling and we begin to express ourselves in creatively fulfilling ways all these seems to happen without 
our own trying loving and approving of yourself creating a space of safety trusting and deserving and accepting will create organization in your mind create more loving relationship in your life attract a new job and a new and better place to live and even enable your body weight to normalize people who love themselves and their bodies neither abuse themselves nor others self approval and self acceptance in the now are the main keys to positive changes in every area of our lives loving the self to me begins with never ever criticizing ourselves for anything criticism locks us into the very pattern we are trying to change understanding and being gentle with ourselves helps us to move out of it remember you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked try proving of yourself and see what happens in the infinity of life where i am all is perfect whole and complete i believe in a power far greater than i am that flows through me every moment of every day i open myself to the wisdom within knowing that there is only one intelligence in this universe out of this one intelligence comes all the answers all the solutions all the healings all the new creations i trust this power and intelligence knowing that whatever i need to know is revealed to me and that whatever i need comes to me in the right time space and sequence all is well in my world part 2 a session with louis chapter 2 what is the problem it is safe to look within my body doesn't work it hurts bleeds aches oozes twists blows up limbs burns ages can't see can't hear is rooting away and so on plus whatever else you may have created i think i have heard them all my relationships don't work they are smooth they are smoothering absent demanding don't support me always criticizing me unloving never leave me alone pick on me all the time don't want to be bothered with me walk all over me never listen to me and so on plus whatever else you may have created yes i have heard them all Two, my finances don't work. They are non-existent. Seldom there. Never enough. Just out of reach. Go out faster than they come in. Won't cover the bills. Slip through my fingers, and so on. Plus whatever else you may have created. Of course, I have heard them all. My life doesn't work. I never get to go. I never get to do what I want to do. I can't please anyone. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to do. There is never any time for me. My needs and desires are always left out. I am only doing this to please them. I am just a doormat. Nobody cares what I want to do. I have no ta- talent. I can't do anything right. All I do is procrastination. Nothing ever works for me and so on. plus whatever else you have created for yourself all these i have heard and more whenever i ask a new client what is going on in his life 
I usually get one of the above answers or maybe several of these answers. They really think they know the problem, but I know these complaints are only outer effect of inner thought patterns. Beneath the inner thought patterns is another deeper, more fundamental pattern that is the basis of all the outer effects. I listen to the words they use as I ask some basic questions. What is happening in your life? How is your health? What do you do for your living? Do you like to your work? Do you like your work? How are your finances? How is your love life? How do how did the last relationship end? And the relationship before that, how did it end? Tell me about your childhood briefly. I watch the body postures and the facial movements, but mostly I really listen to the words they say. Thoughts and words create our future experience. As I listen to them talk, I can readily understand why they have these particular problems. The words we speak are indicative of our inner thoughts. Sometimes the words they use do not match the experience to describe. Then I know what they are either not in touch with what is really going on or they are lying to me. Either one is a starting point and gives us a basis from which it begin, which to begin. Exercise number one. <clears throat> Exercise I should. The next thing I do is to uh, the next thing I do is to give them a pad and pen and ask them to write on the top of a piece of paper. I should dash 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 dash. They are to make a list of five or six ways to finish that sentence. Some people find it difficult to begin and some have so many things to write that it's hard for them to stop. I ask them to read. Then I ask them to read the list to me one at a time, beginning each sentence with I should. As they read each one, I ask why. The answers that come out are interesting and revealing, such as my mother said I should because I am afraid not to, because I have to be perfect. Well, everybody has to do that because I am too lazy, too short, too tall, too fat, too thin, too dumb, too ugly, too worthless. These answers show me where they are stuck in their belief and what they think their limitations are. I make no comment on their answers. When they are through with their list, I talk about the word should. You see, I believe that should is one of the most damaging words in our language. Every time we use should, we are in effect saying wrong. Either we are wrong or we were wrong or we are going to be wrong. I don't think we need more wrong in our life. We need to have more freedom of choice. I would like to take the word should and remove it from the vocabulary forever. I would replace it with the word could. Could gives us choice and we are never wrong. I then ask them to re-read. I then ask them to reread the list one item at a time, except this time to begin each sentence by saying if I really wanted to, I could. This puts a whole new light on the subject. As they do this, I ask them gently, why haven't you? Now we hear different answers. I don't want to. I'm afraid. I don't know how because I am not good enough and so on. We often find they have been berating themselves for years for something they never wanted to do in the first place or they have been criticizing themselves for not doing something when it was never their idea to begin with. Often it was just something that someone else said they should do. When they can see that, they can just drop it from the should list. What a relief that it is.
look at look at all the people who try to force themselves for years into a career they don't even like only because their parents said their parents said they should become a dentist or a teacher how often have we felt inferior because we were told we should be smarter or richer or more creative like some relative what is there on your should list that could be dropped with a sense of relief by the time we have gone through this short list they are beginning to look at their life in a new different way they notice that many of the things they thought they should do are things they never wanted to do and they were only trying to please other people so many times it is because they are afraid or feel they are not good enough the problem has now begun to shift i have started the process of releasing the feeling of being wrong because they are not fitting someone they are not fitting someone else's standard next i begin to explain to them my philosophy of life as i did in chapter 1 i believe life is really very simple what we give out we get back the universe totally supports every thought we choose to think and to believe when we are little we learn how to feel about ourselves and about life by the reaction of the adults around us whatever these beliefs are they will be recreated as experiences as we grown up however we are only dealing with thought patterns and the point of power is always in the present moment changes can begin in this moment loving the self i continue to explain that no matter what the problem seems to be there is only one thing i ever work on with anyone and this is loving the self love is the miracle cure loving yourself works miracles in our life i am not talking about vanity or arrogance or being stuck up for that is not love it is only fear i am talking about having a great respect for ourselves and a gratitude for the miracle of our bodies and our minds love to me is appreciated love to me is appreciation to such a degree that it fills my heart to bursting and overflows love can go in any direction i can feel love for the very process of love life itself i can feel love for the very process of life itself the joy of being alive the beauty i see another person knowledge the process of the mind our bodies in the way they work animals birds fish vegetation in all its form the universe and the way it works what can you add to this list let's look at some of the ways we don't love ourselves we scold and criticize ourselves endlessly we mistreat our bodies with food alcohol and drugs we choose to believe we are unlovable we are afraid to charge a decent price for our services we create illness and pain in our bodies we procrastinate on things that would benefit us we live in chaos and disorder we create death and burdens we attract lovers and mates who belittle us what are some of your ways if we deny our good in any way it is an act of not loving ourselves i remember a client i worked with who were who wore glasses one day we release an old fear from childhood the next day she awakened to find her contact lenses were bothering her too much to wear she looked around and found her eyesight were perfectly clear yet she spent the whole day saying i don't believe it i don't believe it the next day she was back to wearing contacts our subconscious mind has no sense of humor 
she couldn't believe she had created perfect eyesight lack of self-worth is also another expression of not loving ourselves tom was a very good artist and he had some wealthy clients who asked him to decorate a wall or two in their homes yet somehow he was always behind in his own filming his original coat was never enough to cover the time involved to create the work anyone who gives a service or creates a one of a kind product can charge any price people with wealth loves to pay a lot for what they get it gives the time it gives the item more value more more examples our partner is tired and grouchy we wonder what we have done wrong to cause it he takes us out once or twice and never calls again we think something must be wrong with us our marriage ends and we are sure we are a failure we are afraid to ask for a raise our bodies do not match those in gentlemen's quarterly quarterly or vogue magazine and we feel inferior we don't make the sale or get the part and we are sure we are not good enough we are afraid of intimacy and allowing anyone to get too close so we have anonymous sex we can't make decisions because we are sure they will be wrong how do you express your lack of self worth the perfection of babies now let's talk about the perfection of babies how perfect you were when you were a tiny baby babies do not do not have to do anything to become perfect they already are perfect and they act as if they know it they know they are the center of the universe they are not afraid to ask for what they want they freely express their emotions you know when a baby is angry in fact the whole neighborhood knows you, you also know when babies are happy for their smiles lights up the room they are full of love tiny babies will die if they do not get love once we are older we learn to live without love but babies will not stand for it babies also love every part of their bodies even their own faces they have incredible courage they were like that we were like that you were like that then we begin to listen to others around us who had learned to be fearful and we begin to deny our own magnificence magnificence i never believe it when clients try to convince me how terrible they are or how unlovable they are my work is to bring them back to the time when they knew how to really love themselves exercise mirror next i ask clients to pick up a small mirror look into their own eyes and say their names and i love and accept you exactly as you are this is so difficult for many people seldom do i get a calm reaction let alone enjoyment from the from this exercise some cry or are close to tears some get angry some be little their features or qualities some insist they can't do it i even had one man throw the mirror across the room and want to run away it took him several months before he could begin to relate to himself in the mirror for years i looked into the mirror only to criticize what i saw there recalling the endless hours i spent tucking my eyebrows trying to make myself really acceptable amuses me how amuses me now i remember it used to frighten me to look into my own eyes 
This simple exercise shows me so much. In less than an hour, I am able to get to some of the core issues that are beneath the outer problem. If we work only on the level of problem, we can spend endless time working out each and every detail and the minute we think we have it all mixed, fixed up, it will crop up somewhere else. The problem is rarely the real problem. She was so concerned with her looks, especially with her teeth. She went from dentist to dentist, feeling each one had only made her look worse. She went to have her nose fixed and they did a poor job. Each professional was mirroring her belief that she was ugly. Her problem was not her looks, but that she was convinced something was wrong with her. There was another woman who had terrible breath. It was uncomfortable to be around her. She was studying to be a minister and her outer demeanor was pious and spiritual. Beneath this was a ragging current of anger and jealousy that exploded now and then when she thought someone might be threatening her position. Her inner thoughts were expressed through her breath and she was offensive even when she pretended to be loving. No one threatened her but herself. He was only 15 when his mother brought him to me with Hodgkin's disease and three months to live. His mother was understandably hysterical and difficult to deal with but the boy was bright and clever and wanted to live. He was willing to do anything I told him to do including changing the way he thought and spoke. His separated parents were always arguing and he really did not have to settle home life. He wanted desperately to be an actor. The pursuit of fame and fortune far overweighted his ability to experience joy. He thought he could be acceptable and worthwhile only if he had fame. I taught him to love and accept himself and he got well is now grown up and appears on Broadway with regularity as he learned to experience the joy of being himself. The parts in place opened up for him. Overweight is another example of how we can waste a lot of energy trying to correct a problem that is not the real problem. People often spend years and years fighting fat and are still overweight. They blame all their problems on being overweight. The excess weight is only an outer effect of a deep inner problem. To me, it is always fear and a need for protection. When we feel frightened or insecure or not good enough, many of us will put an extra weight for protection. To spend our time berating ourselves for being too heavy, to feel guilty about every bite of food we eat, to do all the numbers we do on ourselves, when we gain weight, is just a waste of time. 20 years later, we can still be in the same situation because we have not even begun to deal with the real problem. All that we have done is to make ourselves more frightened and in insecure and then we need more weight for protection. So I refuse to focus on excess weight or on diets. For diets do not work. The only diet that does work is a mental diet. Dieting from negative thoughts. I say to clients, let us just put that issue to one side for the time being while we work on a few other things first. 
दे विल ओफन टेल मी दे कांट लव दैमसेल्व बिकॉज दे आर सो फैट और एज वन गर्ल पुट इट टू राउंड एट द एजेस एक्सप्लेन दैट दे आर फैट बिकॉज दे डोंट लव दैमसेल्व वैन वी बिगिन टू लव एंड अप्रूव ऑफ आर सेल्फ इट्स अमेजिंग हाउ वे जस्ट इज अपेयर फ्रॉम आर बॉडीज Sometimes client even get angry with me as I explain how simple it is to change their life. They may feel I do not understand their problems. One woman became very upset and said, "I came here to get help with my dissertation, not to learn to love myself." To me, it was so obvious that her main problem was a lot of self-hatred and this permitted every part of her life including the writing of her dissertation she could not succeed at anything as long as she felt so worthless she couldn't hear me and left in years coming back one year later with the same problem put uh, with the same problem plus a lot of other problems some people are not ready and there is no judgment we all begin to make our changes in the right time space and sequence for us I did not even begin to make any changes my changes until I was in my 40s the real problem so here is a client who has just looked into the harmless light uh into the harmless little mirror and she or he is all upset i smile with delight and say good now we are looking at the real problem now we can begin to clear out what is really standing in our way I talk more about loving the self about how for me loving the self begins with never ever criticizing ourselves for anything. I watch their faces as I ask them if they criticize themselves. Their reactions tell me so much. Well, of course I do all the time. Not as much as I used to. Well, how am I going to change if I don't criticize myself? Doesn't everyone to the later i answer we are not talking about everyone we are talking about you why do you criticize yourself what is wrong with you as they talk i make a list what they say often go inside with their should list they feel they are too tall too short too fat too thin too dumb too young too old too ugly the most beautiful or handsome will often say this or they are too late or they are too late too early too lazy and so on and on notice how it is most it is all, almost always too something finally we get down to the bottom line and they say i'm not good enough hurray hurray we have finally found the central issue they centralize themselves because they have learned to believe they are not good enough clients are always amazed at how fast we have gotten to this point now we do not have to bother with any of the side effects like body problems relationship problems money problems or lack of creative expressions we can put all our energy into dissolving the cause of wrong thing not loving the self in the infinity of life where i am all is perfect whole and complete i'm always Div- di- divinely protected and guided it is safe for me to look within myself it is safe for me to look into the past it is safe for me to enlarge my viewpoint of life i am far more than my personality past present or future i now choose to rise above my personality problems to recognize the magnificence of my being 
आई एम टोटली विलिंग टू लर्न टू लव माई सेल्फ ऑल इज वेल इन माई वर्ल्ड Chapter थ्री Where does it come from? The past has no power over me. All right, we have gone through a lot of stuff, and we have shifted through what we thought the problem was. Now we have come up with what I believe is the real problem. We feel we are not good enough, and there is a lack of self-love. From the way I look at life, if there is any problem, then this has to be true. so let us look at where this belief came from how did we go from being a tiny baby who knows the perfection of herself and of life to being a person who has problems and feels unworthy and unlovable to one degree or another people who already love themselves can love themselves even more think of a rose from the time it is a tiny bud as it opens to full flower till the last petal falls it is always beautiful always perfect always changing so it is with us we are always perfect always beautiful and ever and ever changing we are doing the best we can with the understanding awareness and knowledge we have as we gain more understanding awareness and knowledge then we will do things differently mental house cleaning now is the time to examine our past a bit more to take a look at some of the beliefs that have been running us some people find this part of the clean cleansing process very painful but it need not be we must look at what is there before we can clean it out if you want to clean a room thoroughly you will pick up and examine everything in it some things you will look at with love and you will dust them and polish them to give them new beauty some things you will see that need finish refinishing or repair and you will make a note to do that some things will never serve you again and it becomes time to let those things go old magazines and newspaper and dirty paper plates can be dropped into the waste basket very calmly there is no need to get angry in order to clean a room it is the same thing that we are cleaning our mental house there is no need to get angry just because some of the beliefs in it are ready to be tossed out let them go as easily as you would scrap bits of food into the trash after a meal would you really dig into yesterday's garbage to make tonight's meal do you dig into old mental garbage to create tomorrow's experiences if a thought or belief does not serve you let it go there is no written law that says that because you once believed something you have to continue to believe it forever let's look at some limiting belief and where they came from limiting belief i am not good enough where it came from a father who repeatedly told him he was a stupid he said he wanted to be a success so his daddy would be proud of him but he was riddled with guilt which created resentment and all he could produce was one failure after another daddy kept financing businesses for him and one after another they failed he used he used failure to get even he made his daddy pay and pay and pay of course he was the biggest loser limiting belief lack of self love where it came from trying to win daddy's approval the last thing she wanted us the last thing she wanted was to be like her father they couldn't agree on anything and were always arguing she only wanted his approval 
बट इंस्टेड ऑल शी गॉड वॉज इंस्टेड ऑल शी गॉड वॉज क्रिटिसिजम हर बॉडी वॉज फुल ऑफ पेन्स हर फादर हैड एग्जैक्टली द सेम काइंड ऑफ पेन्स शी डिड नॉट रियलाइज हर एंगल वॉज क्रिएटिंग हर पेन जस्ट एज हर फादर्स एंगल वॉज क्रिएटिंग पेन फॉर हिम लिमिटिंग बिलीफ नेक्स्ट लाइफ इज डेंजरस वेर इट केम फ्रॉम आई फ्राइटेंड फादर Another client saw life as grim and harsh. It was difficult for her to laugh, and when she is dead, she would become frightened, and something that something bad would happen. She has been reared with the admonition, "Don't laugh, or they might get you." Limiting belief. Next, hey, I am not good enough. Where it came from? Being abandoned and ignored. It was difficult for him to talk. Silence had become a way of life for him. He had just come off drugs and alcohol and was convinced that he was terrible. I discovered his mother had died when he was very young and he had been reared by an aunt. The aunt seldom spoke ex- except to give an order and he was brought up in silence. He even ate alone in silence and stayed quietly in his room after after day he had a lover who was also a silent man and they spent most of their time alone in silence the lover died and once again he was alone exercise negative messages the next exercise we do is to get a large sheet of paper and make a list of all the things your patient said were wrong with you what were the negative messages you heard give yourself enough time to remember as many as you can a half hour usually works well what did they say about money what did they say about your body what did they say about love and relationships what did they say about your creative talents what were the limiting or negative things they said to you if you can just look objectively at these items and say to yourself so that's where that belief came from now let's take a new sheet of paper and dig a little paper and dig a little deeper what other negative messages did you hear as a child from relatives from teachers from friends from authority figure from your church write them all down take your time be aware of what feelings are going on in your body what you have on these two papers of uh, what you have on these two pieces of paper are the thoughts that you need to be removed from your consciousness these are the very belief you have that are making you feel not good enough seeing yourself as a child if we were to take a 3 year old child and put him in the middle of the room and you and i were to start yelling at the yelling at the child telling him how stupid he was how could he how he could never do anything right how he should do this and how and shouldn't do that and look at the mess he made and maybe hit him a few times we would end up with a frightened little child who sits docilely in the corner or who tears up the place the child will go on the child will go one of these two ways but we will never know the potential of that child if we take the same little child and tell him how much we love him how much we care that we love the way he looks and love how bright and clever he is that we love the way he does things and that it's okay for him to make mistakes as he learns and that we will always be there for him no matter what then the potential that comes out of that child will blow your mind 
Each one of us has a three-year-old child within us, and we often spend most of our time yelling at that kid in ourselves. Then we wonder why our life doesn't work. If you had a friend who was always criticizing you, would you want to be around that person? Perhaps you were treated this way as a child, and that is sad. However, that was a long time ago, and if you are now choosing to treat yourself in the same way, then it is sadder still. So now here in front of us we have a list of the negative messages we heard as a child how does this list corresponding with what you believe to be wrong with you are they almost the same probably yes we base our life script on our early messages we are all good little children and obediently accept what they tell us as truth it would be very easy just to blame our parents and to be victims for the rest of our lives but that wouldn't be much fun and it certainly wouldn't get us out of our stuck position blaming your family blame is one of the surest ways to stay in a problem in blaming other we give away our power understanding enables us to rise above the issue and take control of our future the past cannot be changed the future is shaped by our current thinking it is imperative for our freedom to understand that our parents were doing the best they could with understanding awareness and knowledge they had whenever we blame someone else we are not taking responsibility for ourselves those people who did all those terrible things to us were just as frightened and scared as you are they they felt just the same helplessness as you do the only thing they could possibly teach you are what they had been taught how much do you know about your parents childhoods especially before the age of 10 if it's still possible for you to find out ask them if you are able to find out about your parents childhood you will more easily understand why they did what they did understanding will bring you compassion if you don't know and can't find out try to imagine what it must have been like for them what kind of childhood would create an adult like that you need this knowledge for your own freedom you can't free yourself until you are free them until you free them you can't forgive yourself until you forgive them if you demand perfection from them you will demand perfection from yourself and you will be miserable all your life choosing our parents i agree with the theory that we choose our parents the lesson that we learn seems perfectly matched to the weakness of the parent we have i believe we are all on an endless journey through eternity we come to this planet to learn particular lesson that are necessary for our that are necessary for our spiritual evolution we choose our sex our color our country and then we look around for the perfect set of parents who will mirror our patterns our visits to this planet are like going to the school if you want to become a beautician you go to beauty school if you want to become a uh, mechanic you go to mechanics school if you want to become a lawyer you go to law school the parents you picked this time around are the perfect couple who are experts in what you have chosen to learn when we grow up we have a tendency to point out fingers accusingly at our parents and say you did it to me but i believe we choose them listening to others our older brothers and sisters are gods to us when we are little if they were unhappy they probably they probably took it out on our phys they probably took it out on us physically or verbally 
they might have said things like i'll tell you on you i'll tell on you for instilling guilt you are just a baby you can't do that you are too stupid to play with us teachers at school often influence as us greatly in the fifth grade a teacher told me empathetically i was too tall to be a dancer i believed her and put away my dancing ambitions until i was too old to make dancing a career did you understand that tests and grades were only to see how much knowledge you had at a given time or were you a child who allowed allowed tests and grades to measure self worth our early friends share their own misinformation about life with us the other kids at school can tease us and leave lasting hurts when i was a child my name my last name was Luni and the kids used to call me Lunatic. Neighbors also have an influence, not only because of their remark but also because we are asked, what will the neighbor think? Think back to the other ordinary figures who were influential in your childhood. And of course there are strong and very persuasive statements made by advertisements in periodicals and on televisions. all too many products are sold by making us feel we are unworthy or wrong if we don't use them we are all here to transcend our early limitations whatever they were we are here to recognize our own magnificence and divinity no matter what they told us you have your negative belief to overcome and i have my negative beliefs to overcome In the infinity of life where I am all is perfect whole and complete the past has no power over me because I am willing to learn and has to change I see the past as necessary to bring me to where I am today I am willing to begin where I am right now to clean the room of my mental house I know it doesn't matter where I start so I now begin with the smallest and the easiest room and in that way I will see results quickly I am thrilled to be in the middle of this adventure for I know I will never go through this particular experience again I am willing to set myself free all is well in my world